As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 142. I am Ben Simpson, that is Mike Cerrone. Glad to have you with us. It is, it's, it's always a sad time when it's the last show before the Super Bowl, so knowing sure. that next episode, there'll be no football. Uh, I mean, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl, though, so we'll have plenty to talk about, but soon enough, we're entering the dark period where it's like, all right, baseball hasn't started up yet. Um, uh, you've got NHL going, of course, NBA going. The Wizards are just barely a play-in level. Caps are in the mix there in the wild cards. So we've, we've got some teams that are at least in playoff contention, but football football's always going to be king, man, and so it sucks to kind of have that not not being around. But, hey, next thing you know, it's going to be March Madness time. So a lot right. to a lot of sports still going on. And then, of course, this summer, Mike and I will probably be reigniting our off-season episodes oh, where yeah. we do drafts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can follow the show uh, in a variety of ways. First, on social media at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16 and on the talk, DC Crossover Podcast. And this show is entirely up on YouTube as well, DC Crossover Podcast. As I welcome in my partner in crime, Mr. Cerrone. Uh, yeah, last show of the is is the last show of the uh, pre Super Bowl days here. Um, is any any big Super Bowl eating plans? Eating plans. So uh, recently, over the last few years, uh, one of my one of my best friends that I grew up with since I was like two years old, um, or maybe six years old. He ended up buying a house, and uh, he has a really nice couch, and he has a really nice TV. And last year, went over there, and it was actually a blast. Um, you know, brought all this different types of food and all this kind of stuff. So definitely making. And last year, um, I think I believe Jess was either sick or coming back from somewhere. I forgot exactly what she was doing. I think she was sick though. Um, so she was basically in bed for the entire time. I think. Um, and then. Uh, I can't. My, my my brain, by the way, today was a rough day for me. The older we get, too, it's like I feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm, my I'm brain, starting to forget a lot. Forget a lot of stuff. I, I forget things constantly, so it sounds like you'll have some sort of good situation. Yes, there for and the Super Bowl. and uh, and the good thing is that me and her both took off on Monday. Oh, of course. So have to. you know, have so, to well, that. it's the first time I've ever taken off on a Monday after Super Bowl. Uh, but apparently, I don't know if you knew this. Two lawmakers in Tennessee. Now, I feel like we hear this every year. Are right. trying to make this into a law that it's going to be a uh, 
uh, holiday, which I don't know if it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, they're always saying, I mean, look, if they just pushed this back another weekend, then we'd have that 20th yeah. off, which is already a holiday. So it's like, you know, if they just now, if they just have the Super Bowl be the Sunday with that holiday, then it's like, all right, well, that, that could work. <laughs> it you know? could, yeah. I mean, that, that you, you would think that that's an easy idea. But yeah, people just without having to, to create a brand new holiday or whatever they want to try to do there, because uh, yeah, people are not going to be too thrilled with that. Um, but I know, I know you had uh, had something you wanted, uh, some sort of ranking you wanted to go yes. over today. So typically, you're the one who finds the rankings uh, for this podcast, uh, and then you usually read them out to me or something like that. This was a ranking that was done uh, earlier in the year, like a couple months ago or something. Uh, and uh, I wanted to read it off to you and see what your thoughts were. Now, uh, I know I mentioned this to you before off air that I wanted to go over this, but obviously the football season kind of trumps everything to the point sure. where you know we're betting on on football games left and right, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So, this list that I have for you today, Mr. Simpson, is the world's sexiest bald men according to science. Ooh, okay, yes, okay, sexiest bald men. This sounds up my alley. Okay. Is it? Is it? Is it really up your alley? <laughs> is it really up that alley? All right. All right. So here we go. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off. Uh, or first of all, what I want is your you know initial reactions of sure. who you may think is on the list, and then I will oh, go yeah. through the list one by one, and we'll kind of dissect the bald baldness. So there's a couple ones right off the bat. I mean, The Rock is is got to be up there. Okay. Um. People, you know, Vin Diesel. People are a big Vin, Vin Diesel guy. He's bald. Um, he, he is. He's on the, if he's we're, on the list. He's if, bald. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, maybe some guys in the sports realm, like in the basketball world. Like, would, I mean, it would be sexiest bald, man. So it's like Michael Jordan's probably too old to be on that list. Um, man, I'm trying to think of, like, other bald actors. I mean, the main ones, yeah, that I'm thinking that come to mind immediately are the rock and and vin diesel i don't i don't really i mean i, I don't really sit around a lot and think of bald men huh. um, you don't? but i would love to, I, I would love to hear kind of like in no particular order or or maybe if you want to tell me like their top five and then i'll tell you what my top five is of that like if i agree or disagree let's 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 hear some of the some of this list here so the science they mentioned that they are going behind first one is called golden ratio the golden ratio is basically they put uh, possible pictures of this per- – well, not possible. I guess real pictures of this celebrity into a computer vision algorithm, which was able to identify prominent features otherwise known as facial landmarks. Whatever the okay. hell – I guess dimples and freckles and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I guess that stuff. Tay Diggs is bald, right? I, th- I feel like women love Tay Diggs. There's another possibility. Who the hell is Tay Diggs? He's an actor. Okay, don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> so he's not on my list. Um, and then the next one is Shine Factor. So, it, I mean, if, if it's a mirror up there and it's and it's glowing, then Ooh, okay. it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah okay. so because shiny some, bald head. Because some guys are not shiny. They're just, it's, just, it's just matte. Right, um, right. So that's another one. Public opinion. So with tweets and different things of that nature. Okay. okay. And then the last one, or excuse me, two more is Height. So a guy that's pretty... Uh, Tall, uh, I guess you could just say that. I hope I hope Pitbull isn't on this list. We'll see. And then net worth, celebrity net worth is Oof. also on because you can't just you can't okay. just say like you know the, you know Clyde at the at the Harris Teeter is, is right on this right list, can't know? be the the laugher 
Uh, yeah, Herndon Lamperts. He you know. he could be bald. He wore a hat, so I don't know. All right, here okay. we go. So let's reveal these top ten. Top ten. Okay. The first it. one is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is, and this is sexy. The sexiest men. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That was my first thought when I saw number ten. Interesting. And, okay. Uh, yeah. That's this is the algorithm apparently. Uh, Mike Tyson. We got nothing else to say about that one because yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm not, I can't even do an uh, 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 imitation of the guy. I mean, the guy's just, he's just odd. Number nine is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which is okay. Which is a given. Wow, nine. Nine yeah, seems ex- low. For, exactly. For the Rock. Dude, he's a hunk, man. Uh, yeah. I watched Baywatch just for him. Um, like when he lifts those refrigerators up. And he, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a dreamboat. He's a dreamboat. It makes me want to take my clothes off. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> And then number eight, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Okay, that's weird. It's weird to me that like it would go Tyson, uh, The Rock, and then Rogan. Like it seems to me like it, that would be reverse, or it would, or it'd be like The Rock would be higher than both those guys. I mean, I get, right, right. I get. I mean, Joe Rogan obviously he's in really good shape. He's very public. You know, obviously is in the public sphere. Mike Tyson being on this list just is throwing me off entirely. But it okay, is. all right, keep going. Keep well, going. you think about it, obviously, it takes into those five factors of golden ratio, sexy emoji, right. sexy tweet, whatever these things are saying, height, net worth, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, and then it also has their percentages on here. So if you actually have a question, you can ask me. Okay. Number seven is Bruce Willis. Bruce okay. Willis, yes. All right, yes. all right, makes sense. No argument. Next one, I think, is probably the most common one that I would thought would be up there is Jason Statham. Oh, right, 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 Jason right. Jason Statham. Yeah. Everyone forgets about him because yep. it's no argument. Him. Yeah. So Jason Statham. Then <laughs> this one makes me laugh. Prince William apparently was number one last year, and now he's back down to number five. I think he looks like a carrot. Um, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he looks like a vegetable. That whole entire, the whole entire fam- family any, over there looks like vegetables. I don't know any women in my life that find him like attractive. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of royals that are. Um, I mean, like you said, not many of them, but I, I just don't see how. Yeah, he's he's kind of weird looking, and so so is his brother, so like, is Harry. I mean, like, like think think of a carrot. He looks like a carrot. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's uh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just, that's I'm just see how is the Rock not more attractive than him? I don't get it. I don't know, man. Pitbull number four, your guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. I I, I know he'd be on this list again. I'm not loving the order right now of, <laughs> of, of, of the placement of these. Okay, okay. Well, I, I mean, I didn't make the order. Um, okay. Well, number I'm three is Shamar Moore. He was in Criminal I hate Minds. To say, I don't. If I you saw his face, know. he's in he's in like those I feel like he's always in the uh the TV show type realm. Like okay. He's in the t- like he's in, if you Shamar Moore, uh she Mar No, no, I I understand how to spell it. I'm not I'm not a moron. Um, <laughs> all right. So okay, so okay, I've seen him. I mean, yeah, this this is I mean, look, he's he's clearly in shape. Um, clearly. Hopefully. Hopefully there's no like weird images. I mean, look. I mean, the, the, yeah, this guy's probably a dreamboat here. Yeah. I've def- no, I've definitely seen his face. I don't know if I love this goatee situation here. Uh, this is probably a better look for him. But he is the leader. Okay. He's a leader in the clubhouse for uh, his name being tweeted with a sexy emoji or tweeting uh, his name with the word "sexy" in it. Interesting. I mean, yeah, because like think about. 
the age of the people that tend to watch like Criminal Minds and NCIS and right, things like right. that, it usually, usually uh, you know, ge- is geared towards like moms. And like, so yeah, this guy is a, an attractive gentleman. Okay, okay. Right. I, I, I can dig him being on this list. Okay. The next one is Stanley Tucci. But wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second. Oh. Let me go back to this picture here because I have a gripe with this concept. Is he bald? Because, like, he's not bald in this photo. Well, well you have to look at the, the, the year of that well, photo. I, well, I understand that he's bald here, but it doesn't seem like he's always bald. Like, here he's got a little bit of... <laughs> reveals COVID diagnosis. Okay. <laughs> well, he's got a little bit of... He's got a little sprinkle of hair up here. Here he's got a lot of hair. Here he's got... I mean, look at this. Like, if we're talking about some of the guys on this list... But you got to look I mean, at this. He's got he's got hair here. I mean, but think about these other people he's going up against. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like has been bald forever and and proudly shaves his head. Mike Tyson, same thing. Even though I don't think he should be here, Statham as all you you never really see Statham with hair. So I'm just saying I'm 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 seeing evidence here. Uh, I don't know if Shamar Moore. I gotta pick a different picture. I don't know if Shamar Moore truly deserves to be on this bald man list. That's my point. Oh, yeah, really big gripe about Mr. Moore. Yeah. So uh, he is the leader in the clubhouse with those two categories I mentioned before, but he is the uh, bottom of the clubhouse when it comes to actually no, he's second to bottom of the clubhouse when it comes to net worth. Okay. Uh, yeah, TV actor. Yeah. Twenty-two euros. It's because it's, I guess it's it's from England or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and Mike Tyson's the lowest one on that one. Obviously, okay. I mean the guy made millions of dollars years ago. Um, right. So number two is Stanley Tucci. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people um, love the Stan Man. Um, Man. You know, I, I I get it. I get it. I'm not. He was great in Captain f- America. Yeah, no, he's a tremendous actor, and but I just don't. Steven, like if I, Steven. Like if I'm looking at, the, if I'm looking at The Rock, and I'm looking at <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Now, look, this is an attractive man, of course, but at the same time, it's like I just don't. The Hunger uh, Games. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, Hunger. Yeah, when he was in the Hunger Games. Let's let's see the uh, his look here. So yeah, I mean, like this is a little much. Yeah, his, don't you think? <laughs> what was his name in that one? It was uh. Caesar Flickerman. Caesar Flickerman. Yep. Yep. That's yep. that's your favorite that's favorite. There. <laughs> All right. So who's who's number one? Who's number one? Number one is your man Vin Diesel. You did catch it right on the right okay. on the, the nail on the head right there. So yes, Vin Diesel <clears throat> is number one. Is Vin Diesel gay? Uh, I don't think so. No. I thought. Well, I, well, why? <laughs> well, I I said it earlier, and Jess said she didn't know. <laughs> she didn't think he was gay, but I thought he was gay. I thought he came no, out like gay or something. I don't think so. I'm just gonna Google. Diesel <laughs> gay? I don't. No, he, look here. He slams gay rumors. So uh, he is not. What year is that? What, oh, is that's not two, gay. Two thousand. Oh, twenty two. I thought this it was twenty three too. I, I thought it was. True. I mean, I thought that was like a decade ago that that was that came out. He's in a relationship with uh, Paloma Jimenez. Ah, Paloma. Uh, so there's there's them there. there See, like there's them. He there. doesn't look that great in that photo. Um. But yeah, I get it. Vin Diesel, like iconic, obviously the Fast franchise. All right, let me get off that page here. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. I mean, he's he's iconic. The, the franchise is iconic. Um, like he is like the guy you think of. I feel like when it comes to baldness, 
um, for the most part. Like he's always, I mean, I named two or three guys and he was one of them. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, my gripe is more of, I think there's a few guys on this list that should be ranked lower than they are. Um, and some guys that should be higher. Like, I don't see how the rock is not in the top five. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I'm not going to fight too hard. Worth is up there. I'm sure he's got some shine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the rock makes insane. I mean, uh, that's why he still makes movies is because like, they're not the best movies in the world, but he gets paid a billion dollars to make them. Uh, and he's the only reason people go see him. So, all right. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the idea of this list. I don't. I don't love the execution on the on the top ten here. I'm pretty that, sure his my... net worth is more. It's actually more. It looks like it's getting close to more than almost everybody on here combined. Obviously, Vin Diesel's two twenty five with the Fast franchise, as you said. Uh, right. Bruce Willis two two fifty. Um, and again, these are euros. It's not it's not U.S. dollars. But uh, you know, Joe Rogan one twenty. Uh, but it's like I mean, it's, I mean, literally, he's. He has 800 euros. Yeah. I mean, uh, or 800 million, I guess, euros or something like that. Right, right, right. But it's like, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, he's got good, uh, what is this? Good height, obviously. So he's he's got height, shine, thing, and he's nine. I don't get that. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess no one's tweeting. Let's see. No one, yeah, no one's tweeting sexy or a sexy emoji next to the rock. Well, you know what? I might have to start doing that. Follow at the DC crossover for your sexy rock tweets as we head into the rewind. That's just, I mean, that's a great I, opener. I, I, <laughs> it's a hell of an opener. We move into the, the, the rewind, a chance to catch up on uh, just some latest news in DC sports. We will start with the Washington Nationals as there, there tends to not be too much going on in Nats land as pitchers and catchers do report I think like a, a week from now or something like that it's coming up um, the Nats do sign this uh, starting pitcher here Chad Cools you see some of the highlights here if you're watching YouTube version this is him last year uh, minor league deal so another one of those guys who you're going to bring him into spring training see what you can get out of him uh, in 2022 Cool went 6-11 and with a 5.72 ERA and 27 starts for Colorado 30 years old, so not, you know, super old yet, 6'3". He's been around, I think, like five or six seasons. So, yeah, it, it's a, another arm in, in the starting rotation where if the inevitable happens and guys get hurt throughout the season or, um, you know, hey, maybe he just has a really good spring, then, uh, then who knows? Maybe he'll win like a four or five spot out of camp. I mean, you can't get much worse than what they've had in the past with Eric Fetty and some of these other guys, so might as well give cool a shot and if he does look pretty good you can always flip him for prospects flippy the caps mike uh only one game with the all-star uh break so not a whole lot to talk about with the washington capitals but there was a big uh contract news this week yes uh obviously when you're looking at the caps they beat columbus four to three in overtime on tuesday it was the only game they really like you said we only had to worry about one game and it was a must win right before the all-star break so we stayed ahead Three points up on Pittsburgh, the first wild card spot in the East, and we'll take that as well. Uh, Sonny Milano gets a three-year extension worth $5.7 million, um, and they also had Dylan Strom in there got signed as well. So overall, they're trying to keep some pieces together, uh, but all in all, when you're looking at this Caps team, they got to have a push here in the second half with a lot of these guys being back. It was a break they needed, to be honest with you, because now they can reset with all their pieces pretty much back together. 
Darcy and Kepmer could go back there and say, hey, now I got a full slate of offensive guys that can play in front of me for the most part uh, that we had hurt in the beginning of the season. But overall, the Caps, three points up on Pittsburgh for the first wild card spot. Moving on to the Washington Wizards. Yeah, the Wiz kids had a one and two week. They're now 10th in the Eastern Conference, the last spot in the play-in if the season ended today. They beat the Spurs on Monday, 127-106, which was the high point of the week as they ended a 22-game losing streak on the road against San Antonio. Uh, Denny, 25 points, Beal, 21. And then the rest of this week is why... There is a lot of questions around this team. You you play Portland on Friday, you blow a 20-point lead. Beal put up 34, KP with 32, not enough. And then you got Brooklyn, the Kyrie-less Brooklyn, the Kevin Durant-less. He didn't play in this one, Brooklyn. And the Wiz blow a 23-point lead uh, and become the first NBA team in 25 seasons to lose on consecutive days after being up 20 or more Point. So obviously, back-to-back games, back-to-back 20-point-plus uh, blown leads. That is obviously uh, disappointing, to say the least, when it comes to the Wizards. As uh, Yeah, I mean, it seems like every time this team takes, you know, the cliche, it's like you, know, you take two steps forward, it's then it's like, you know, 10 steps back with this team. It's like, all right, you know, you, you put together a nice little winning streak after the, the Rui trade. You, you win in San Antonio, something you haven't done in a long time. There's some signs of life. And then this happens with these blown leads. And, like, look, every team in the NBA is going to blow a lead every now and then. Like, it happens. You're playing 82 games. There's going to be some nights where it's just, hey, this is just wasn't our night. But to do it back-to-back nights is the issue that I have. And that comes down to, you know, is, is it the coaching? Is it, you know, the game prep? Like, what is going on that this team could have this happen in consecutive nights? And, you know, we don't, we don't know the full answer to that right now, but I'll tell you, that's not a great sign. And with this team being 10th in the Eastern Conference – you're just on the cusp of playing and 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 sitting out. It's it's just not it's just still not a great time to be a Wizards fan. Unfortunately, it it really isn't. Right, and that's the biggest thing that I'm looking at uh, when it comes to the Wizards is the standings, like you mentioned, because when you're looking at the standings and the conference standings, I mean, yes, you want to make a little run. You do. That's I mean, that's just how it is. And we talked about it before that. It's most likely not going to happen with uh, Kuzma. They're not going to trade him for the most part. Still have about few a few days until the trade deadline, but I, I just don't see them saying, "All right, we're just going to pack the bags on Kuzma." I don't even. They haven't made it official yet, but I just don't see it anymore. Um, right. But twenty-four and twenty-eight, twelve and a half games back of first place. Now we're not really talking about first place. We're talking about the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth seeds. Now. We briefly mentioned last uh, episode that maybe they could fight for that sixth spot if they get on a nice little run. But with the stats that you mentioned, there's not really a point to go out there and and say this team can actually do that. I mean, we're looking at this team and saying their points per game and their opponents' points per game. Okay, they're pretty much even right now. Yes, they're not one of the worst. They're not one of the best in opponents' de- points per game for defense, but. It's not looking great. I mean, it's not one of the best right. that you could have uh, with a defensive-minded coach like Wes Ansel Jr. But with the points per game, you're also looking at them that they're they're not in the, the cream of the crop of the East. 
which is bad. And yes, that also comes into play when you know Beal's hurt all the time and KP's not playing here or there, or Kuzma is now out in the game that's that's happening tonight um, as we record this on Monday. But you're just looking at it and saying. 113 is not going to do it if your defense isn't one of the top five de- uh, defensive teams in the Eastern Conference. And that's just how it is. I mean, they are one of two grouped in with the Hawks that are negative in points per game and op- opponents points per game. Now, it's not a huge number. I mean, it's 0.2. But still, when you see that red number next to a green number of all the other teams, that's right. not something that's, that's good to look at. But just in general, I, I, I just think that this team – looking at the record and looking at the teams that are above us, it's kind of funny because you actually look at a team like the Knicks or a team like the Hawks. The Hawks have, you know, Trey Young, John Collins, uh, um, Capella, uh, and uh, there's one more I'm I'm missing. Um, They they lost Herter last year, obviously. But Mm -hmm. you think that that team should be excelling a lot more than our team. I mean, let's be honest here. And then the Bulls have a lot of pieces. Yeah, people don't like them. People do like them. I kind of am on the fence with them all the time. The Knicks have good pieces. The Heat are always pretty good. But you're looking at a team like the Cavs, for instance. Now, we've mentioned this in in years past as well, that the Cavs are, are one of those teams that they hit on their top picks. Darius Garland's a stud. I mean, I, I bet on them the other night, and that dude went for like 29 points or something like that and had almost had a triple-double. So you're looking at it and just saying, this team, once again, is not hitting on those. And, and it's a reiterating thing. We've been saying this for time and time again. So right, I don't want right. to keep going over it. But the thing about it is that you're looking at is the teams that are above us, they're kind of in the same boat. I mean, they're kind of in limbo as well because the Bulls, yes, they made a, a big move getting Levine. They got a big move getting DeRozan. I mean, they got some scores on there, but they're not really meshing either. I mean, they got uh, Vucevic, and Vucevic is one of the best centers in the league, and he's not really meshing with them either. So you're just looking at some of these teams and saying it's kind of funny because, yes, the best teams, you know, obviously you have the Celtics and the Sixers and so on and so forth and the Bucks, but those teams are built just like the Warriors were for those, whatever, eight years, the Warriors went to like seven finals or whatever it was because you're looking at it and saying that – it's it's still a team game because now look at the Kyrie situation. The Kyrie situation is is, is I mean yes he's a nutcase, but he was on a team with KD James Harden didn't work. Okay, on a team with uh, um, KD and uh, who was the other person I'm thinking of that was on the Nets anyways. Um, but you're, you're seeing well, that Ben Simmons at one point. Yeah, Ben Simmons too. <laughs> but you're, you're you're looking at like the teams that he's been on. He's been on sure, with LeBron. Sure. And the, the success that you have is a team-based success. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, for instance, Russell Westbrook. We, he went to L.A., and that was a train wreck with him and LeBron. Mm-hmm. It's just all these egos that are circulating throughout the entire NBA. People don't realize it's still a team sport because you can't go out there and win with two or three superstars. Yeah, sure. It happened a little bit with the Celtics when they won a couple titles or whatever it was, you know, with Paul Pierce and KG. But they th- those guys played their roles. Look at right. Them. You have to have the right guys. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I mean, uh, the South, I mean, KG is like, you know, super unselfish player. Ray Allen, a quiet leader. You know, Paul Pierce, it was his team because he, you know, it was, he was on, he was, the one that was on there and and so it was it was fine for him to be 
more outspoken. But, but you're right. But it, even, you even, even look at the Heat, though. The Heat, sure. when they brought in the big three and whatnot, they lost to the Mavs. The Mavs were a complete team with, with a dinosaur in Dirk Nowitzki. So you're just looking right, at it right. and saying that this whole entire landscape of the NBA, yes, Tommy Shepard's trying to do that by making a team, like I just mentioned, of a team-based where everyone has a role, where you have a bigger guy like KP who can shoot shoot the three and shoot you know elbow jumpers and different stuff like mm-hmm. that. But you also have uh, Kuzma, who's more of a dog in the fight, who actually goes out there, grinds it out, gets rebounds, gets points when he needs to. And then you have, a, as you said, a Paul Pierce kind of, this is my team, Bradley Beal. But right now, there's just not the star power that some of these other teams have for the role-type team. And also, we don't have the depth. That some of these teams have. I mean, you're looking no, at. I mean, look, Mike, uh, uh, who was coming off the bench? Um, I keep saying Michael Red. I always mix them up. Uh, uh, who's the guy from the Bucks that I'm missing? Um, that Chris Middleton. I always right. think. I always think of Michael Red for some reason. I don't know. But uh, literally, when you're thinking about Chris Middleton, he was coming off the bench. Yes, he's coming off an injury, but he was coming off the bench the other night, and he gave him a nice little spark. So you're looking mm-hmm. at just saying we don't have the depth for the Wizards. We don't have the uh, the star power for the Wizards. And right now, it's just a slow climb up. And that's why I said you have to look at teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers have the, who have the made this work with the picks the that they have. Uh, because the biggest thing is the been, picks that they have are the things that uh, are actually making them win. For a because they are actually hitting, they are hitting those players. And that's the problem is they are hitting yeah. those players, and we're just not. And that's why – we are still in limbo with the teams like the Bulls and like the Hawks like that are just piecing people together, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of these pieces have to work, and it's just not not working in Washington, that's for sure. Um, let's move into a little football talk, but we're actually not going to be even really talking much football. I want to talk about this list here, Mike. This is a survey that was done uh, about foods Americans typically consume during the Super Bowl. And uh, so, you know, it's broken down into subcategories as far as like avid football fans involved, casual, non-fans, men and women. But the number that's, you know, really matters is more of like what's in the total column here. And so the number one food uh, consumed during the Super Bowl, chips and dip. Makes sense. Typical. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic move. For, if, if you're somebody that doesn't really cook much and you don't know what to bring to the Super Bowl party, it's so easy to you grab a big bag of chips. You grab you grab a jar of the queso, the uh, you know, uh, salsa con queso. Aisle. Yeah, you, you grab that and you just bring <laughs> that and you call it a dish. Uh, that that do. tends to work. Wings and pizza are tied here at fifty nine percent. I mean, this is kind of typical food there. I mean, I will say. Pizza at a Super Bowl party is not something I've found super common in 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 the Super Bowl parties I've gone to. I haven't really had pizza be a football thing. Sunday is one thing, but Super Bowl that right. that's for like the exotic finger foods you would think. It's for you to like yeah flex a little bit like wings. <laughs> yes, I get it. Wings are going to be there. Yeah. Pizza is a little different. Cookies, brownies, and other desserts fifty six percent. I mean, makes sense. You got to have some some desserts there as well, especially. You know, you need your second wind because these games it starts at six thirty. It doesn't end till like eleven o'clock. Right. So right. you need you need some of this sugar there. You know, around the halftime sh- uh, show, if you want that second half uh, push, nachos at fifty five percent. So it's interesting because Odd. you got chips and dip as one category uh, at seventy five percent. Nachos at fifty five percent. 
So that's different, obviously, because we're talking the ships have, would have to be covered in cheese and, and whatever else you want in it. Um, it's kind of odd, though, because how are you, how are you going to attain the nachos on your plate with a bunch of other people there? Like, first of all, you're not going to be, you know, shoveling your own cheese on these nachos and all that kind of stuff. Right. You would think that the nacho plate would already be done, but who's going to sit there and say, because think about nachos that you get at a bar or something like that. You know, you're not going to sit there and start digging in because, yes, if you're with your significant other or something of that nature, sure, you can put your hand in there. But I'm not going to sit there with with Shelly or something like next to me. Sitting yeah, there. it's too weird. No, <laughs> you're right. Nachos, like transferring nachos to your plate, if we're talking about like buffet style at somebody's house, like yes. nachos has got to be the toughest one on this list to do that. Uh, burgers and sliders. This is an interesting one as well because, yeah. you know, burgers – are definitely, I mean, we're, with the Super Bowl being in February, not many people are firing up the grill uh, in February. George Foreman. How, how cold? Well, yeah, you do have the, the, the Foreman grills for sure, but it's like... I still have an original, you know. by the way. Oh, yeah? I've got a Foreman somewhere in my house. I have no <laughs> idea where it is, but I definitely had that back in the day, too. But, yeah, so Burgers is a little interesting one because I just feel like, yeah, it's usually pretty cold, at least where we are in a, in a lot of places in the country. So firing up the grill in the cold, not necessarily a big move there. Cheese and crackers. So this this kind of, I feel like, similar to chips and dip. This is also a, like, hey, I don't know what else to bring, so I'm just going to grab a, a platter of cheese and crackers. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not a giant. I mean, I'll eat them for sure. But, like, there's m- many more appetizer-type dishes that I prefer over cheese and crackers. But you do, I do always love the move of you take the cracker, you, you stick a couple of slices of cheese there, and then you put the other cracker on, you make a little cheese sandwich. So I, I used to do, back in the day, the Lunchables. Uh, oh, that, you know how they had yes. the, the, the ham and cheese one? So I would just mm-hmm. eat all the ham. And then I would yeah. eat all the cheese, or no, excuse me, then I eat all the crackers, and then I would just eat all the cheese at once. Yeah. Yeah, then that's that's the smart move. Everyone there. looked that's at a... me kind of weird, but, you know, it was great. No, you were the right one in that situation. Have you, have you ever seen the cheese platter that Costco has? I feel like I've experienced it probably at work parties or at Super Bowl parties because in the past. It's, it's the, big, the big boy, as I call it. Right. The, the big boy that has like four different types of cheese. It's like yep. Swiss and cheddar, and I think there's... It's got the one with the like the little spots in it and stuff yeah, like that, Yeah, Monterey too. Jack or Pepper Jack or something right, like that. Right, 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 oh, right, right. Dude, you, you combine all four of those things, man. It's like it's like it's it's literally like an explosion in your in your And there's usually dome. some meats there, like salami or pastrami. Yeah, you know, yeah. A mix of, mix of that. You know, I, I mean, look, I appreciate the cheese platter um, and the crackers and the thing. I feel like Too it basic. is a staple. Um, but, yeah, with it being at 50% here, I feel like it does make Too sense. Basic. Below that, subs and sandwiches, 47%. Trash. I don't think I've ever been to a Super Bowl party that has had subs and sandwiches at it. It I, just me, doesn't me seem like a – it just doesn't seem like – a move like like again you something you said earlier makes sense like if we're talking just a regular sunday football watching then then i could see like hey grab grab a bunch of party subs or whatever and and uh and people are having that sure but super bowl sunday bringing like subway sandwiches or something it's like <laughs> you're that you're you're definitely a loser there 47 percent chili at 31 percent which is interesting to me too, because like we're, again, February it's cold. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. having some nice popping hot chili, uh, and and you could have some like 
cornbread or tortilla chips or like something else to kind of uh, mix with your chili, a little pour a little cheese on top, maybe have some hot dogs and put some chili on there. Right. I mean, the chili's a pretty versatile, so it being down at 31% is a little wild to me. It, you know what pisses me off is when people put I mean, first of all, it pisses me off in general, but when people put like onions and all this other yeah. garbage, like I just want the beans, the meat, the cheese, mm-hmm. and the that's all you need, and the I guess the sauce. I don't know, like whatever, right, right. whatever it is. I want the basic yeah, Cincinnati style chili, like at hard times back in the day when that restaurant existed. Like, um, like that was a good chili because, like you said, there wasn't a bunch of extra stuff in it. I'm with you, or like when they, they try to get too fancy with it. Onions uh, are gross. Yeah, <laughs> I could literally get an onion and drop kick it right off a balcony and not care. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I would take I mean, a flamethrower to every guys. onion. I would take a flamethrower to every onion patch in the world if I could. <sighs> that, that would be. Uh, I wonder if you could get arrested for that. <laughs> um, and the last one here, pigs in a blanket being last on this list is tough because I love a good pigs in the blanket, man. I mean, hey, I'll tell you I, one thing. So, so you know how, how pigs in a blanket usually you can buy them already made, right? Right, so, right, right. So Jess actually gets croissant rolls and does it herself with the, oh, with, with the little nubbers. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, she does it herself. It's it's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, she's just sticking a hot dog in a in a roll, so well, I, the, I wouldn't well, call it impressive. <laughs> I'm not gonna okay. lie. I'm not gonna lie. I tried it yeah, once. You're it, acting like this is like a feat of like engineering. <laughs> it's like no, no. She's literally just putting one thing into another thing, and you're like, hey, I, man, I don't know how she did it. All <laughs> I'm saying is, I tried it one time, and it I'm was, sure they're great. It, it was. Well, the, well, I mean, they, they taste like pigs in a blanket. Let's be honest here. But right. I'm, it's it's not, there's not like seasoning and everything in it. But I'm saying like I tried it one time and. I mean, there was there was pigs coming out of the blankets, and, and the blankets weren't even on the pigs, and it, it was it was a mess. It was it was horrible. Oh, okay, so apparently it's not. Uh, it's a little more well, difficult because it's not sticky. You have to like butter it or something. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I guess I can't talk crap until I tr- do it myself. And then so so that's the that's the list. And then I was looking at here how like the lowest percentage is twelve percent of non fans. Uh, can typically consume pigs, pigs in a blanket. So that's the very lowest, and the very highest was 91% of avid football fans consume chips and dip during the Super Bowl. So, you, you know what tilts me about this thing, though? Is that it, says, yeah. it has casual on there. Okay, First of all, I'm not going to be a jerk and say they should be excluded, but they should be in a dark room somewhere. The people that are like cat, like if you don't watch football, especially on Super Bowl Sunday, I mean, people are talking about having this as a holiday, and you're gonna sit there and say, "I'm just a cat." I, I I just want them all to have some fun, you know? Like, oh, this is a violent sport. You and know, they're there for the commercials and the uh, and the halftime show. But that's, that's not even that's not even. Say. I mean, that's just like I mean. I would, I mean, because I'm a non-fan of these. Yeah, two that teams, would be but, non-fan. But it's yeah. like I'm not. I don't want to sit there and, and say like, oh, that was a hard tackle. You know, I, I, I just don't. I hate that type of stuff because it's like, I don't know why it irks me so much. I think it's I'd just, rather you either be <laughs> avid or involved or a non-fan. Casual, casual is. I agree with you. Kind of the or the, be the involved in some in some annoying. wagers. Like get some wagers going or something. Like you got to be involved. Oh, I'll be. Jeez, I'll be doing some big wages. Yeah, Mike's gonna be putting the mortgage on that. Uh, Let's uh, let's and and we're not actually gonna talk about the game, by the way, people. I mean, we talked a little bit about last week. I already gave you my picks. We got some uh, some bets later that we'll recap. But let's let's get into some food. What the hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the ass end of a turkey. 
Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. Food review time. I do have a couple snacks here that I'm uh, very excited to, to share with you all today. Um, we will start with, and uh, I'll pull up the, uh, I was looking at some, some, whoa, 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 whoa. don't tell yeah. me you're doing the first, you're not doing that one snack, are you? I've got two here with me. You're not doing the first picture you sent me, right? The first, <laughs> what are you the, saying? The more, <laughs> the, the more glorious snack. That's no, that one's going second. No, don't. Well, uh, let's let's just keep it to to the to the fish. Oh, because okay. I well, I want save I, that. One. Well, I tried to get some today, but Harris Teeter doesn't, doesn't apparently okay, doesn't okay. carry that. That's fine. Then I'll, I'll eat that one on my own. Uh, the ones that I have right in front of me, I'll I'll, I'll okay. eat those for sure. <laughs> um, so these are going to be. So the one I'll, I'll, I'll taste test today is these are the limited edition Goldfish Frank's Red Hot collaboration here. So I, I was reading here. So this was actually a relaunch because I guess. They had launched them in in 2021 for uh, it looks like April 2021 for for a short amount of time. I don't even really remember them existing in 2021. Maybe it was because like it was kind of still pandemic times, I, I guess. Um, and so they brought them back. They brought them back here. These these limited edition goldfish. Um, uh, so I, I'm excited because we've talked about on the show before that like you know obviously mike and i we do enjoy spices and but spices, the, the, yeah the yeah we like spicy things and the big thing is uh it seems like every brand now in the snack world is is producing a hot flavor of whatever they do like not only just the classic like flaming hot cheetos or, or things or doritos but now like lays is producing like a really hot <laughs> yeah, chip right. or um pretzels it's like here's a hot pretzel and all these different things so this is kind of the latest in that trend and that now everybody knows that i guess people like spice now and so they have to produce a, a hot version of whatever they do so these goldfish um they they do resemble your, your standard fish here i will say and it's that's, hard to yeah, see on the, on the camera yeah. in particular but there is uh definitely some red tint to this oh so there's dust there is some dust. I don't know if I can get my camera to actually like focus eh, on it all right. at all. We can. But, we'll we'll um, believe you there. But oh, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, man! This is a this is the food yeah, review. We're trying of... to do a podcast here. Jesus, Jesus! Um, man. We're trying to talk about the dust here. Yeah, and, and now now that just threw off everything. Now the you now the music's gone, and it's just a disaster. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, there hey, comes Gordon. Gordon, there we go. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're all over the place. There's red dust here. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell a little bit of the the Frank's hot. I'm gonna try a couple bites of this, and, okay. and, and let's just go from there. I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so I did go down the Harris Teeter aisle today, trying to find a snack. But the problem is that I, I look for the the big flashy old school like like bam that says that says uh, like an old school Batman like like the Adam West type things where it's like pow and bam and I'm I'm trying looking for that that new. I want to see the new on there. And it didn't see any news on there. 
so that kind of that kind of burst my bubble. But uh, overall, when you showed me these snacks through text message, I was pretty intrigued because I love me some Franks. And you know, goldfish isn't really my thing. I like goldfish, but I don't go and seek them out. But Franks always reels me in. Yeah, Franks is um, for like the casual hot sauce brands. Franks is always going to be a go-to. Like you're making buffalo dip at home, or you're doing homemade wings, or yeah. uh, any of that stuff. Franks is about as 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 your best option, really, when it comes to the casual sauce. I, I do like Texas Pete. Every now and then, I like Tapatio, all that stuff, but Frank's, you, what about you'll Cholula? never go You like Cholula? I'm not a big Cholula guy. I'm also not a big, um, what's the one everybody always loves? It's sriracha? Like sriracha. I'm not a Sriracha guy either. I like Sriracha. Uh, Sriracha's good. But Frank's is, is the gold standard. Yeah. All right. So I've had some of these now. There is a kick. Wait, did you do a bag test, though? They're not in a bag. I put them on a plate. Oh, right God, dude. So that's our staple. That was our staple, so, man. Killing me. When you touch the goldfish, there's definitely some dust on there that you don't normally get with a regular goldfish. That's why you do the um, bag test. There's, But there, it's not really like fing, like sticking <laughs> to my fingers as much, luckily. Yeah, yeah. But, all right. So my point is there is a little bit of a kick. It's not overwhelming. I, I would say if, if you're somebody that doesn't, love spice i could see you being like "Ooh, this is a little hot like i i get i would get that if if for those types of people um but for people like us who like a good kick yeah this isn't bad i mean you get the classic cheese kind of goldfish type flavor but you also get that extra little hit there of some heat Ooh. i mean this is this is not a bad snack mike i mean I'm, I'm pretty impressed by this because we've said in the past that people either go not hot at all, or they go way too hot, where it's like blowing out your taste buds, and you can't really sit and enjoy this snack. Right. But with this snack, you could sit here, you could crush 30, 40 of these, and you, 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 you're, you, you get a little bit of the tingles in your mouth. Ooh, tingles. But it's not, not overwhelming. If I had to rank this, or rate this out of five, I'll probably give them a solid four. Well, that's not bad. This is a solid four snack here. I, I, I think, look, it's not overly complicated. It's a hot goldfish. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, this isn't groundbreaking stuff. But of the heat-flavored things you can get, this is pretty solid. And I love, obviously, Frank's. I think they did a nice job here. Four out of five for I mean, I, goldfish Frank's. I'll, 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 I'll give it to you, though, because, like I said, Frank's is... When Frank's puts their logo on something, it's typically going to be good because, you know, like we say with the cheese it buffalo wing ones stuff like that, it's like if you did a Frank's cheese it, that might be something to look into. But you're looking at it saying a lot of these ones just try to save money and just brand it themselves. But if you just know that you're going to partner up with a, I mean, that's like trading for Babe Ruth if you're the Yankees, like. You're like, hey, this guy's a surefire. Yes, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great comparison. I mean, this guy's a surefire winner, and I'm gonna go out there and get this guy that's gonna be hitting bombs and nukes, you know, with the bat, and I know he's gonna do that. There's no point uh, of of yeah. just avoiding that because you're looking at him saying, Frank's, as you said, is the cream of the crop when it comes to hot sauce. They got the buffalo sauce, which is great, by the way. Again, if you do bu uh, buff dip, they have a bunch of bunch of different like 
variations of the buffalo sauce. Like, like you can get really, really hot ones, but then you can also get like garlic hot or like you know they have a bunch of different like garlic just, buffalo. All like that you said, stuff. it's a gold standard. And when you put their when you slap that that big Frank on your product, you know it's going to sell, and it sold you. And they did. No, these are. I would get these again. Um, these would be a good Super Bowl snack, honestly. Like, if you're going to a Super Bowl party, and like, obviously, you don't like stick it in a bowl for. I was going to ask you, uh, that. like, in a mix of like. Uh, now that would be funny though. You put you put these in with regular goldfish. You could surprise a party oh. a little bit. Uh, but don't do that. Don't be a bad guest. But uh, that's, what, that, that's that's the key is if you if you are if here's a tip. That's what we should have done. We should have done Super Bowl tips. That would have been a great segment. Super Bowl tips to follow. Bowl tips. Uh, okay. And the tip would be is to put your goldfish or a little finger like like buddy munch and all that kind of stuff to put that in a bowl and get a ladle so people can scoop it out like that and put it on their plate. Because the problem is, is where are you going to put it? You're not going to keep the bag out there with goldfish. Yeah. You know, you're all not going to fingers. Too. Yeah, yeah, I don't want, I don't want no, I don't want no the the claw to go in there and actually, you know, try to grab out some goldfish. I mean, you don't I don't want those Marzacco fingers. In there. Oh God, uh, I, I, I do. <laughs> that whole entire well, only you and I know that. I uh, know that joke. Um, also, I like, I like how you think. Uh, it's like that, some skeletons going in there. I like how how you think that that second snack. Is somehow gonna last until next show in my house because well, <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy another one because there's no chance I'm gonna be. Where'd able to you have get it though? Left. Where'd you get it though? Giant, just giant. I thought. See, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were just buying it just to buy it and then save it because I mean, dude, I still have a most stuff in my freezer, <laughs> br- <laughs> brand new in a Ziploc yeah. bag. I'm a little crazy. I also bought uh, uh, Girl Scout cookies from a couple of the, my students. So yeah, solid, I had, solid. I had two dosy does at lunch. It felt pretty good. I dosy doed right right out of there, and uh, <laughs> it was great. I'm not gonna lie, the dosy does are fantastic. Tagalongs though, those are those are money. But yes, I am gonna try to figure out because, like I said, I thought Hair Cedar might have them, but I heard Target has no, them. Go to Walmart Giant or Target. Ooh man, something like that. I gotta, what's the is that is that Giant down the street by by Breakers? Is that is that a Giant? I think it's I a Giant. Idea. I think I it's no a idea. Giant. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. You'll have to figure it out, but yeah, they have them. You, you'll be able to find them, and we'll be texting them next show. So if you if you are aware of the Oreos most stuff, just know we're on it. We 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 know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's do the final lap. Chance to cover some bigger stories in sports. Ninety seconds on the clock. Here we go. We will start with the Pro Bowl. Uh, I I did watch some of this on Sunday. Actually, the flag football. Mm. Um, matchup NFC beat the AFC in total though, thirty five thirty three. Any? Did you catch any minutes of the Super Pro Bowl this year, Mike? Honestly, a, a parent was talking to me about it, and I was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? That's supposed to be on Sunday." Uh, and he was talking to me that on Friday, and I was like, "I didn't know they had a long drive contest, so that's kind of odd." Yeah. But it was weird. It was like an uh, Olympics in a way. Like it, they had a bunch of different events. It's it's kind of odd to me though. Like I, I just hate the fact that like, oh, okay, so if. Patrick Mahomes is a Pro Bowler. He's not here, so let's sub in another guy. Tyler Huntley was there. I mean, let's be Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Tyler Huntley played like but seven games. My boy Jared Goff was a QB for the NFC in the uh, in the uh, flag football game. So hey, that was fun to see. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, as we talked about, traded Kyrie to the Mavs. Uh, obviously, a huge NBA news uh, and in the sports landscape in general. One word answer. Do you think this will work? Kyrie and Luca. Of course yes or not. not. Of course not. 
Well, that's one word answer. Of there you go. Of course. Not. <laughs> that's three. Uh, Mike's favorite NFL quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, okay. won with his partner at uh, the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I actually watched a little bit of this as well Man. on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers can swing the sticks, Mike. He can swing the sticks. Do you think you could beat Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, I think I agree. Nah, I don't know what his handicap is, honestly, but if he can. If, if, if I had about two months to prepare, I think I'd have a good shot at competing. Plus, it's like those rich athletes, man. I mean, like, off-season, he's just going to be he's oh, yeah. playing on, on all the greatest courses in the world. Yeah. And I'm then you have... over here on Gonkian. I did see... Yeah, right. <laughs> I did see this locally. Uh, Dan Snyder's mansion is uh, in, in Potomac is, is officially up for sale for $49 million. So, who knows? The conspiracy theorists, of course, saying, hey, maybe this means he is going to be on the outs soon uh which we've been saying for years but who knows who i knows? wonder if he got a red a, a redfin agent <laughs> did he get a red yeah fin? i'm, I'm <laughs> going to bargain uh, uh, foster yeah zillow he's just using zillow <laughs> yeah, i was putting it up there uh yeah my guess is uh he's not using redfin but hey uh, uh, not a sponsor of the show by the way so they don't get any free ads um let's do the trivia Let's hit up the Mike's Trivia Corner for today's question. Trivia. Yep, that's it. Uh, so the DC Trivia. Okay, what is it? What do I call it? The DC. Okay. I have to get it in all the time because that's my TikTok deal. It, it makes it helps me edit. Because <laughs> right. editing on the phone, I will say, editing on the phone sucks. Because I know. Li- I know. You know, when you, you, you click and drag and stuff like that, and then, like, oh, all of a sudden I'm trying to. My fingers touch- are too fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I touch over here, and then all of a sudden this one starts moving. Oh, it pisses me off. Anyways, here we go. The DC Sports Trivia Question of the Week. We have our Washington Wizards question, and it is a Wizards question. It is not a Bullets question. Okay. In 2014, who set a Wizards single game record by hitting. 10 trace pointers in a loss to the Houston Rockets. In 2014, who set a Wizards single game record by hitting 10 three-pointers in a loss to the Houston Rockets? Nine years ago. I've got a guy in mind. Um, My question... Hit me with your best shot. Is, and I feel like it's an obvious song. one because, like, I feel like only one guy is probably still on the team from that team. So I guess my question would instead be, do you know if this guy is still in the league at this point? I'm going to say that I think I heard of him recently still being in the league, but I, I would maybe bet uh, that he's not. Because my guess. It's nine years ago, let's be honest here. Right. See, that makes it interesting then. Because then I'll just tell you my line of thinking. So my guess was initially, because sometimes with these records, it's sometimes it's like a weird guy that you wouldn't think of. And so randomly in my mind popped up Otto Porter Jr. Just as far as like, hey, maybe he just went psycho mode <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just like went off one game. Yeah. But I'm also trying to think 2014. So I, I think that is past... The Nick Young years, because that would be another guy that would possibly put up that sort of numbers. He's definitely not in the league, so I don't think you would have questioned that on your end. So I don't think it would be Ubre. I think he is um, Alia, though. 
biggest swing and miss with him. Iggy. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I that love was Iggy. a rough one. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's Ubre. I'm trying to think of some of the other shooters that we've had. I mean, but I feel like it's gotta be a big enough name. And it's not Beal, as we said. Or I just don't think it's Beal. So I'm just gonna stick with my original guess and go with Otto Porter Jr. Is, is it Otto? Incorrect. Dang. Now I know Otto Porter is still in the league. So that's why that was your clue. Okay, well I wasn't sure if you if you because he has bounced around a little bit. But Dang. he he is I think he's like long term injured or something like that. He's on the Pelicans, I think. Right. Uh, right. Or maybe yeah, the Bulls. Yeah. I have no idea. I I, I heard his Dang name it. recently. This guy is Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely not. I think he's in like the big three now or is whatever. He? I forgot um, how old he was. And I for some reason, man. I thought I heard his name recently. Trevor Ariza. But... No, that's uh, that's a good question. Because, yeah, no, I mean, when he was on this team, he was like, he was pretty lights out. He yeah. was, I remember him. And then when uh, like Richard Lewis was here for a hot second, he was like launching up threes. So, no, they've had some shooters come through the program. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a good question. That's a good, good question. question. I mean, it, well, it's over. I mean, because you think about it, like you said, it it can go a, a, a numerous amount of ways. Because you think about it, I mean, there's guys out there that hit seven, eight threes, and and they're like the eighth men on the bench, and they just have a right, hot right. night, and then they're just like, I'm gonna keep him out there because he keeps shooting. So yeah, you never it, really. It's know. a weird. It's a. I mean, obviously, anybody who's in the NBA is a good player, but some of those guys that are like seventh eighth guy off the bench sometimes they're the ones putting up like weird <laughs> right. records like that it's crazy uh let's move into the money line sponsored by the great folks at DraftKings. are you ready for the biggest sunday in sports DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 57 has all the super bowl action you need new customers can bet just five dollars and get 200 in bonus bets instantly plus all customers can get in on the super bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings happy hour super boosts Here's what you do. You check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Obviously, we'll be giving our Super Bowl picks here in a moment, but here's what you can also do. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DCCROSSOVER. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DC Crossover. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Uh, I, I like mispronouncing words like that. Um, <laughs> so we, we we gave these picks last week, but just a refresher for those because it has been uh, you know a week, and now we're getting closer to the game. Uh, so we have our lock and our dog. My lock, I'm still riding with the Eagles. I want to see, is the lock... I mean, when I took it, it was at minus two. Um, I wanted to check to see the latest on, on the spread me? there. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, minus one and a half right now. <laughs> is that what you said? I said it, said it twice. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I don't listen to anything you say. So it's, it's minus one and a half on... Uh, DraftKings right now, which is, hey, I mean, I had him at minus two. So if you're riding with me, go get him at minus one and a half. Not bad. Uh, and then my dog, A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown that uh, it is plus 105 right now. It was plus 110 when I placed it last week. Uh, but, yeah, you can get it plus, plus money, anytime touchdown, A.J. Brown. But as we talked about last week, um, uh, Pacheco is another good one there. That's at plus 115. So one of those guys, 
Uh, get them for the anytime TD. So my uh, lock, I have, <clears throat> excuse me, Devontae Smith getting over six catches. Now, right, right now, DraftKings, our proud sponsors, have him at over four and a half at minus 155. Now, I'm going to try to see where, because obviously it's too early to, to do some of these things. Um, I'm trying to see where I can find out where, uh, let's see. I see where I can find out. Let me see if I can click on his name. I think you can click on his name sometimes. Um, reception. Oh, that's that's. Uh, I don't even know. They're trying to do this on the fly, but it's it's not gonna. It's not happening real well. Um, the uh, receptions. So, yeah. See, it still only says over four and a half, uh, which is minus one fifty five. So last time I saw it, it was plus one ten. But I think they lowered it because they're trying to get early bets in. Um, right. And I think it's going to be a little different. Uh, but I would rather take uh, him at over six. Um, so, or I should say six plus, not over six, six plus. Uh, because six plus sounds about right. Six, like six catches, yeah. 65 yards, something like that, which would be nice. That makes sense. Uh, and I did say this last week, so I'll just stick with it, even though I'm going to probably be betting on the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to say Chiefs money line. Obviously, like I said, I still think that the Chiefs, uh, money line is, is, is fun to throw down on, but I just, I just think that I think I have to go with the Eagles. Cause right now when you're looking at the Eagles, um, their injury list is a lot less. They got weapons on offense. They're rested. They're ready to go. Uh, and, uh, I just think that all the injury, cause apparently Juju got hurt. So he might not be playing, uh, Kadarius Tony got uh, kind of injured last week and whatnot. So who knows what's going to happen, but uh, I, I'll just throw down K- Casey money line and kind of hedge sure. myself. Yeah. Even I though this the, is no, this is for no money though. So it kind of pisses me off because it's not really a hedge. It's more of like a, Oh, uh, I got it for the <laughs> podcast, but overall, right. yeah. <laughs> no, I think the Eagles are the team of destiny this year. I think it just, as much as we don't like it, I mean, obviously we don't want that to be the case. Right. I just feel like they're just set up to, to do this. I mean, they're, they're that good. And this just happens to be their year. Uh, so those are our picks. Hope, hope you guys have a good Super Bowl Sunday. Before we, uh, before we check out here, I did want to quickly rapid fire favorite or like the your most ideal Super Bowl snack, like your favorite snack or the one that you would most want to see at a Super Bowl party. Uh, it has to be buff dip. And yeah, but, you know, I was just about to say that. <laughs> There's it's it's bu- just too good. Dip is it is it, the, when when done correctly and done well. Um, it's just a game changer. It really is. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, we just make it around here just for fun sometimes. Uh, and, and I, when I say just for fun, there's zero, zero occasion. It's just like, Hey, here it is. Like, let's, let's go after it. Here's oh, a tip man, though. Here, Super Bowl tips, man. I should have came up with this earlier. T- <laughs> tips, Super Bowl tips. Uh, this tip, uh, is a game changer. I think okay. we tried it. We looked it up. You do your buff dip. Okay. I have the recipe. So at me, if you need it, sure. You put the buff dip in there and you sprinkle blue cheese crumbles in it. Mm, that's 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 smart. That's smart. Now I'm not saying overload it like it's you know fish in water. No, you don't want it to like have that stank to it like yeah. blue cheese sometimes can get. But just a little bit of blue cheese crumble in there, I could see that going a long way. Yeah. So nice. so you make it and then probably kind of like how you add the the sprinkle cheese on the top. 
That's yeah. when you, you know, you're like Salt Bay with the blue yeah. cheese crumbles. Now. Yeah, yeah, you know, you little, little, little sprinkle, little, 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 little sprinkle, and uh, I like that. No, no, that makes sense. I mean, because blue cheese and heat work well to, together nicely. That's why people dip wings yeah. into blue cheese dressing and stuff. And like, there's something. I mean, I've always been. I like ranch, obviously, a lot too. But I, I don't turn my nose at blue cheese. I like a good a, a buffalo wing and some blue cheese. I mean, yeah. it, it tastes good. Kentucky so Derby blue, man. Work. Yeah, velocity could, wings. Still waiting yeah, for you to I'll, go. That's why. That's why I need to have that. Yeah, one day, one day. Um, <laughs> so I hope you guys have a great Super Bowl party. I know we will. Uh, I mean, I'll probably just be at home eating, like you know, uh, eating uh, those Frank's Red Hot Goldfish. And uh, we will be back next week breaking down the Super Bowl and and maybe even talking some baseball. I guess. Ooh. Uh, follow the show on social media at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone Sixteen. And of course, the Talk people. If you aren't on the Talk, get on the Talk. Yeah. Go download TikTok today and then follow our show, DC Crossover Podcast, on the Talk as well. Checking out the video form of our show on. YouTube, if you haven't seen that as well, we put up the clips and some of the stuff we're talking about. It's it's in video form, so you can go see it for yourself. As, Wait, what, uh, what, do you, what do you think John loves? What's what do you think his tip is? Man, that's a good question. So he's a Chicago guy, so you know he probably has like you know some bratwurst and like he's maybe he brings a good deep dish pizza to the party. Oh, yeah. I mean. He, you know, Chicago food is pretty darn good, and, and nothing like a good Chicago hot dog too. So I bet there's, uh, I bet there's some solid food at the John Z household. That's that's for John sure. Zagul, as he tick, as he uh, sings us out here, episode one forty two in the books. Take us out with the silk, the silky sweet sound of John <laughs> Z. We'll see you next week, people. DC crossover.